Hi, and welcome to a Black Voice podcast. This is a space where I talk about a range of different topics, but the focus is always on emotional well-being. You can follow me on my Instagram at a black voice, so that's spelled A-B-L-A, full stop, C-K, voice. I post quite regularly quotes that I find inspiring, and I'm happy to have individual conversations about the episode if you wanted to DM me. I hope you enjoy this week's episode and that you find time today to do something that makes you feel good. Hi, and thank you for tuning in to another episode. Today I wanted to talk about vulnerability because I think it's so important for so many reasons. Being able to be vulnerable is a difficult thing because it's so scary. You take off like all your defenses and all your masks and you let go of everything everyone else wants you to be and you just show who you really are. So that can be showing how enthusiastic you are about a comic that just came out or showing how sad you really feel deep down or taking the risk and letting someone know about an idea you have at work. All of those things put you at risk of being judged and being rejected by other people. And I think rejection can be the most scariest thing ever because it can affect your value that you have of yourself. Not being accepted by other people can end up making you feel like, oh, if they don't like me, then do I, should I like me? And do I really have a purpose or do I have a reason to be in this space right now if no one really likes me? It can really end up making someone spiral into a whole lot of negative thoughts. So this is why people prefer to not show vulnerability and to keep themselves hidden and to put on a mask and just do what what everyone else wants to see. And this is very similar to the other episode I did about um, our true selves but I really wanted to focus on what it takes in order to become your true self or to show parts of your true self. And I think it's really important that you have a safe environment. If you're in somewhere that, if you're in a bunch, if for example, I'm thinking about Mean Girls and if you're, you're ever to encounter the group of three popular Mean Girls, of course you're never going to want to be invulnerable, vulnerable in front of them because they're just going to end up judging you. So you have to make sure you're in a space where you feel safe and you feel held and you feel like everyone around you is going to be supportive. Or even if it's not a a massive amount of people, if it's just one person, that you have the ability to trust that person, to trust that what you're going to say is not going to make them run away, that they're just going to understand you and accept you for who you are. And I feel that way in therapy. So obviously I'm training to become a therapist, but I have to undergo my own personal therapy as part of the training but it's important for me to experience anyway, because therapy is just amazing. Therapy is something I would have done even if I had nothing to do with this profession, Um, because it's so intimate and it's so nice to just let go of everything the world wants you to be and just show who you are, and the person opposite you just understanding that and accepting it. And not only is vulnerability important in things like therapy, but it's just important in your friendships and relationships and family relationships and romantic relationships. Because what I've found is when I've brought my vulnerability to other relationships, I've ended up 
deepening that connection with that person so much because I've allowed myself to be fully seen. I've allowed myself to not have to pretend to be anything but myself. And then that person feels like, oh, wow, that's what Re- and just because really like, that's so cool. And then they feel more encouraged to show something deeper about themselves. And then you just end up having a much stronger connection. So ultimately, as a scary as vulnerability can be, and as dangerous as it can feel, if you're not in the right environment, it's so worth doing when you're with the right person or with the right people. Because you can end up feeling so much more connected to those people and you can end up building stronger relationships or friendships and then you can end up being more, I don't know, feeling more respected and more valued because you've been able to just be authentic with them. So vulnerability is so important to do. I think the main thing you need to do before you ever show vulnerability is to have a stronger sense of who you are because it's so easy for us to be influenced to become or act like someone different it's important for you to know who you are in yourself so I'm going to be brave enough to share this but I know that no matter what the reaction is I know who I am I know I am an intelligent person so even if I say the wrong thing and they make a if they laugh or they make a joke about it that's fine because that's how they chose to react and that has no reflection of who I am I just made a little mistake and that's fine but how another person reacts in response to your vulnerability says a lot more about them than it does about you. Usually if someone doesn't respond very well to your vulnerability, it can be because it sparks something in them. So for example, people who don't like to see other people crying and people who have the normal response of, oh no, don't cry, it's fine. That's such a common response that actually irritates me so much because when you're saying, oh no, it's fine, don't cry, what you're really communicating is, it's too difficult for me to see your vulnerability right now. It's making me feel uncomfortable because I can't handle crying in front of strangers myself. So to see you doing it makes me feel like I need to fix everything and I need to get rid of the uncomfortable feelings. It's making me feel so uncomfortable that I need to just pretend it's not happening and everything's fine. So I'm going to tell you to stop crying. So when you do that, you end up accidentally invalidating that person's feelings. It's a way of just telling them you're too much right now. Stop it. Make yourself smaller. And everyone has a right to feel upset or cry if they need to cry. Everyone should be encouraged to show vulnerability. But a lot of the time we've been conditioned to tell people to make themselves smaller or that they're doing something wrong because it's deemed as negative or bad and that we should only have positive, good energy all the time, which is a great thing to strive for, but we can't always be happy all the time. So I think that's something to keep in mind in that if someone else reacts in a negative way to your vulnerability it's how they're coping with vulnerability in itself within them within themselves more than how they actually view you or how it doesn't determine your value at all so I thought while I was talking about vulnerability in this episode I thought it was important for me to show some vulnerability for myself so I know that this podcast is available to a whole bunch of people across the whole world and universe but I thought it would be valuable if I shared my own vulnerability since I'm talking about it. So recently my dad passed away and my dad had dementia and cancer. So he passed away about a month ago and I've been going through my own grief and grieving through it in my own way because grief is different for everyone. But I've been using um, journaling and writing poems and talking to friends and my own therapy to help me with this. 
and one of the things is as I said I write poems so I wrote a poem that I want to share that I think was really important because it was it's mostly about dementia because dementia is something that everyone pretty much knows that it's a forgetting illness it's an illness where you forget first of all your short-term memories and then you forget the longer-term memories and I think that when that happens you end up seeing a completely different person and it's it was difficult for me to witness this because this was my my parent this is my dad so he became someone completely different to who he was before and to adjust to that was really difficult I think especially because I'm in my 20s it's a different experience if someone's in their 50s where you normally expect an older parent to go through that by that point um so it's something to have to I had to adjust to as I'm young in myself and it was just odd to see a parent who you normally who I normally saw as very strong and independent and capable of taking care of the family the stereotypical role of the man takes care of the family to then become someone who didn't know how to do a lot of things and didn't know how to do things and to take care of himself and to be able to function normally so it changed my perspective of who my parents should be or had was able to be so it ended up feeling like I had ended up having two different dads so the dad I had before dementia and the dad after or during the dementia and it's a very difficult thing to witness because the confusion led to frustration and anger and sadness and a lost feeling and towards the end it felt a lot better because he forgot a lot of things in the sense that he was wasn't able to like know how to walk so as sad as that was to witness it also meant that he wasn't that stressed about forgetting things anymore because everything was being forgotten within a second of each other so it was like oh I don't have stress anymore because I don't remember anything so as sad and depressing as that is it's I also found that he was a lot more peaceful at that stage so it ends up being that I had a different dad so that's why I'm starting to say that I had two different dads the dad before the dad after and I wrote a poem about that experience so I'm going to read that poem I haven't given the poem a title but this is how it goes so I had two different dads which makes me double sad twice the grief yet I do find relief in knowing dad number two had absolutely no clue of his suffering and illness he'd forget with a quickness vulnerable and innocent rage randomly came and went the only resemblance of who you were old memories feeling like a blur I remember hiding under the table hide and seek you were so able tough yet sensitive you needed love but maintaining the exterior was put above a boss a leader always in charge yet fear and loss played a role so large so dad's Please rest, enjoy your peace. Heaven is a place that requires no lease. So yeah, that's my poem. I write poems quite regularly. Like when I'm feeling sad or angry or happy or and a really intense emotion, I end up just writing and I end up just rhyming by accident. So that's something that I wrote yesterday. And there were parts of it that was to do with when I was young and I used to hide on the table and he used to come and find me when he came in from work. Um, but most of it is just about how different he was and how it was two different people. Um, and I think dementia is something that is 
a really difficult thing to witness in general, as I said before, but it's such a interesting way how it just makes the person fade away, even though they're physically there. So their personality fades away and because memories are a huge chunk of who we are as people because we kind of rely on our past experiences to determine how we deal with future experiences. So it was like a person fading in front of me, even though they're physically here. So that has been a challenge. And yeah, I just wanted to be open and vulnerable about that. I probably have another episode where I talk even more about dementia. Um, there's the Alzheimer's Society. I did a walk for them like two years ago. So that's a great place to visit for more interesting information about dementia. But yeah, um, it's a disease where there's not that much you can do about it except experience it. And I've learned a lot about um, myself along the way. Like I've learned about, um, I have a, more of a perspective of just living life whenever I can like doing what I taking risks and doing what I want to do because you don't know when life is gonna go so his physical death as well as the actual death of a person um is might as well just take the risk and do things that you want to do because you don't know when things are going to disappear basically is the message that I've kind of been learning over the past four years because the dementia was like a four-year battle um but yeah that's my vulnerability I wanted to share to this um, worldwide audience. Um, But I thought that was important for me to share because it feels good for me to express how I'm feeling um, really authentically. So it makes me feel very seen and I feel really good enough in myself to be able to do that. But obviously, as I said before, not every platform is easy for everyone to be open and honest like that. But that's what I've chosen to do today. And... Yeah, um, I'm going to end the episode now, probably go for a walk. And thank you so much for listening. I hope you've thought about the ways that you could probably show vulnerability in your life in a safe enough way, a way that you don't feel too drained afterwards or too like exposed, but in a way that you feel able to connect on a deeper level or just to feel more yourself. So thank you again for listening. I hope you have a a day, because it may not be a good day, it might not be a bad day, but just have a day. So thank you again, and I will tune in and do another episode next week. Okay, bye.